Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 1057. Matt Jones, sit down, because it wasn't you that broke the story. It was our man James Strebel breaking the story that Big Z was going to be eligible tonight. And I want everybody right, to know that. Great. James Strebel, James Strebel, who, if you remember, on these airways a couple months ago said, I'm a journalist, I break news. Well, he broke news this afternoon. And I want him to take a victory lap on Monday. He's out enjoying his birthday dinner tonight. Happy birthday, Big Greg. Get the ball, Brandon, you son of a bitch. This is why we need video. Welcome in, boys and girls. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. I'm Phil Baker. Nick Curran set to join us here momentarily. Uh, appreciate the mortgage X's and O's guys, uh, Jeff and company, passing off the baton here. At the ESPN Louisville studios, uh, across from the laundry and tan connection, Mark with the C. Weinberg, giving us a little bit of an overcast forecast today. Here's what you need to know. Zach E.C., and I appreciate you for this, and, and he runs a tight ship because, and Nick's going to be in studio today, I probably should have told you, there's a Louisville women's basketball coming up at 2 o'clock right there, but I appreciate you in a lot of ways. You're, you're working like 28 straight days, that's one. Um, about two... Right. I appreciate you, and it, and it made me get better because I... I had the intro open on my computer. You're like, we're going in 20. And I was like, well, thank you to our wonderful friends over at Louisville Geek because my computer was the old computer I had. It would have we wouldn't have gotten that intro to 1030. You said we're going. I'm playing the intro. We're good to go with that. Nick, I'm sorry, but you told me all the way that you were going to be here. So I'm in the weird captain's chair. It was a whole it was a whole thing. But anyways, he starts playing the intro and I'm like, I don't even have my my folder open ready to play the intro. 
And that's how fast it is because we made it just in time. No one would have known had I said that right there. But the man, the myth, the legend, the International League All-Star joining us in studio. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. I believe that's Mike, too. So you should be good there. We can switch at the break if need be. Uh, Zachy C., you were on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Good job by Gandolfo and Ensign you last night as we try to build up this ESPN Louisville Plus with video. There was a sidecast with uh, Sofero Strebel. Anna apparently backs Godby's internet was terrible. Yeah, uh, that was kind of the, the the feedback that we got on that. But nonetheless, we we try to get creative on that. Louisville, uh, I saw the line. I, here was my morning yesterday. I want to be completely transparent with you all. Um, as I'm building baby furniture yet again, uh, I was listening. Congratulations! To, yeah, yeah. Here in a few weeks, another little one all the way. Another little one is I'll probably do a at Elsa and everything else coming out of here. I'm listening to Double D. I'm sorry, listening to Jeff Lightsey. Over on 93.9. Great stuff by him on the Victory Formation Show. I'm listening to Double D and Mark Lieberman on the pregame show, the Learfield broadcast. And I'm playing around on the FanDuel app. Use promo code DrewD. FanDuel.com forward slash DrewD if you want to get some uh, promo code or Biscuit or ESPNFD. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, okay. what? Maybe Vegas knows something. Because at some point, there was a nine-point... Louisville was only, uh, they were getting nine points. I'm sorry, Virginia was favored only by nine points. And I'm like, am I missing something? That's free money. I, well, right. So I, I'm with you. And, and that's where I was like, man, am I missing something here? So I go to the alternate spreads. And I'm like, ah, uh, we'll go up to about 12. And then I was like, ah, uh, I should probably go to like 14. Better yet, probably better make that alternate spread 15 on that. Just, you know, thinking. And then the first half happened. And we don't necessarily have to start there, but that was just my game. I, I was feeling good. I had Jeff Lightsey in my ear. I had Double D and, and Mark Lieberman in my ear. I guess you can save that for the mixtape. Uh, and I, I'm feeling good. My gambling, good juju's going out there. And then the first half happened. And everything else hit on my 14 parlay, but the Louisville game, even with an alternate spread. That was my day yesterday. So I was in good good vibes. Everything was feeling good, but then that's what happened. And I know people hate their bad beats on gambling Twitter, but uh, nonetheless... That's how they build those you know, shiny it's a castles really out there. Bad beat. The team total at one point was fifty-one and a half for Louisville, and they ended with fifty-two. So mm. hopefully nobody took the uh, the fifty-one and a half. But Kentucky had a bad beat yesterday too because they were six and a half point favorites. They were up by nine with Reed Shepard going to the free throw line with about seven yeah. seconds left. He clangs the free throw, and then they give up an and one, and they win by six. So if you had uh, Kentucky six and a half, you probably hate yourself right now. You probably threw away your television and. God bless those alternate spreads, though. I mean, yeah. th- those things, those those help you out a lot. Nicholas. You have to pay more, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you get different odds on it, but yeah. I mean, but it, I'm, I'm, look. pay more, make more. Yeah, that's precisely. But Nicholas, okay. how okay. are you? How, how is your morning? Well, it's Looking good. good. Get ready yeah. for the pink game today? Yeah, we got the pink game today. Cards in Pittsburgh, 2 o'clock. Uh, got the, the late January, early February sinus thing I always seem to get, so... That's good. Took some NyQuil last night and a little slow getting up today. Oh, hey, it's all good. But I made it for the tail end of shoot around and uh, then over Oh, here. so you've already been to the, the Yum Center yeah, today. Yeah, wow. record time. Like a pit crew down there if today. If you ever need to do the game from there, but it's probably awkward. You probably Can't prefer. Really, yeah, yeah, okay. No, yeah. No. Yeah. See, I, I would love for Zachy C to just set you up one day and then would we build up this ESPN Louisville um 
team and, and empire as we continue. He just is giving takes. He's just giving NFL takes courtside during a shootaround. And Walls is just like, who is this guy using Kern's equipment? Oh, Walls would probably go along and give him some takes as well. Yes, he would. Uh, he might. Yes. Uh, Walls is a football guy. As far as I know. Yeah. I've heard everything I've heard. He's a football Isn't player. he a Steeler? He's a Steeler Steeler? Okay, I was yeah. going to say, make sure I was listening to uh, the Jeff Wall show featuring Nick Curran. Yeah. Had a great Friday not with, night show. Not oh, with nice. Jeff Walls, but featuring yeah, Nick Curran. Featuring. Like. <laughs> yeah. But okay. no, look, uh, guys, where do you want to start? We could talk with Kentucky, Arkansas. I know Zach uh, probably wants to go that route because what else could you say about the yes. Louisville, um, Arkansas, I'm sorry, Louisville, Virginia game? But um, you know what I, we I'll need to you, get into? What else? Lamar, baby. I, well, Lamar AFC as well. No, I know. Sunday. That's, you know what, when I'm. Usually, I'm better. As I'm disoriented and I'm trying to get everything prepared, and, and I have the draft, the Twitter draft, ready to go out for the show rundown. And I had that. And then when you start, I, this is why I need to play Elon for Twitter blue and everything so we can get more characters in there. And I had that on there, but I was like, oh, well, yeah, that kind of goes without saying. But no, that should be a great game. You should listen to that right here on ESPN 681057. I we, can't wait. Oh, Lamar, it's going to be a Lamar great one. Mahomes, you can't ask for a better quarterback matchup in a conference championship game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun and it's one. Gonna be, I can't wait to see what the ratings are here in Louisville. Oh, today. yeah. It's I saw Ennis tweet. Yeah, Ennis tweeted that out. And you know it's funny because I want to say a lot of folks have, uh, the, by the way, I thought of Dan Issel when Lamar did show the highlight of uh, Lamar doing the flip into the end zone. Have, oh, you, ever, yeah. have you ever heard Issel sound yes. on that? Okay, I was just making sure. Not a fan of that. But uh, nonetheless, Less. Shocker. Yeah. Dan Issel, not a fan of it. We I do miss him reading Lamar tweets. I wish we could have. I wish he were still doing the show to get his opinion on court storming, which has been a hot button issue. Hey, I got, I'm on that show now. I got my thoughts on court storming. No disrespect to you. And there's nothing that you could do. Yeah, Mine I is mean, growing I mean, a few I, feet I as well as being yeah. and, and in the Basketball Hall of Fame and uh, be, opinion, be opinionated. You are opinionated. I don't want to be this light at you. You're just not Dan Issel. I'm not will, a Hall of Famer yet. Will, will fa- yet. I will be in the Hall of Fame. It's just not right now. Hopefully. I need longevity. I need a few years. Yes. People, people will figure it out. Big, big S, yes. No, you're, you're, right. you're making your name around here. But, yeah, it should be massive numbers here. You can listen to that over, uh, actually, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You can listen to Nick uh, over on 93.9 The Ville with pregame beginning at 1.30 down at the KFC Yum Center. New Bear Nose on Market looking great, so be sure to stop down there and see George and company at Bear Nose on Market. Good, good buddy Jeremy Scharf was playing down there last night. He Didn't get the- a chance to go. Wish I could have, but... Uh- Felt like not a great move last night, so. I actually like that they move. It's much closer to me than the original. Yeah, I, I was, well, and, and you look, I mean, Bears by the Bridge, closer. they were the staple. Much closer to you? Not much closer, okay. but it's an easy It's a block. Yeah, I was yeah. going to yeah. say it's a block. You got the covering from Kentucky International uh, Convention Center. It's a great setup. Yeah. They're building it up over there, so uh, appreciate uh, Georgia Company as always for that. Be sure to stop down there and see him. Uh, okay, so. I'll let you all pick. We can throw it up to the group. I, I'm, I'm good either way, whichever Kentucky. one you want to start. I know you want to talk Kentucky because that was the probably the, the freshest thing on your mind. Nicholas, what say you? I don't know. We ever, whenever we start with Kentucky, people get angry. But We I did mean, start with Kentucky last week, didn't we? Or did we start uh, with the Louisville? I think we started with Louisville okay. last week and it really carried through most of the show. Uh, we can start with Kentucky. Okay, let's start yeah. with Kentucky. Okay. We'll do that. Okay, so... By the way, I mean, Arkansas, again, they're kind of that, that team that you think's going to figure it out, but they got 
10 losses now yeah. on, on, on the season. And I know L. Ellis out there going at Reed Shepard. That was entertaining. But uh, a gritty win out there. Didn't really get much from uh, Aaron Bradshaw or Big Z, but still um, Not much. Got nothing, nothing they precisely. They as many points as all of us. Yeah, did. but yes. So go down there. Big win on the road. Uh, was able to take care of business. Heard you guys talking about it last night on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Um, but yeah, big win for them on their win. It's like they were leading the country in points and yeah. it was just kind of mucked it up. And there's going to be games like that. That was one of the things that we talked about with the South Carolina loss that you, you're expecting games like that to happen. This one, they were able to get the win, and I think uh, Big Blue Nation, if the text line was any indication, as well as uh, the YouTube and whatnot, very pleased to get out of there with a win in a tough place to play. Yeah, Bud Walton Arena is always a difficult place to play. Arkansas, no matter what you think of them this year, it's not easy to go down there and win. Every road win in the SEC is a good one, and especially in a game where it was really Antonio Reeves or bust in the first half. They didn't really do much as far as, uh, as you mentioned, Bradshaw was not a factor. Big Z was not a factor. Rob Dillingham didn't play because he had a stomach bug, and you could tell that they missed him in a big way, but Reed Shepard in the second half, 14 points, ended up, I think, with six assists, was really the guy that made the difference in that game, and say what you want about Kentucky as far as their defense. Jay Billis said yesterday they're a Final Four offense, and a bubble defense the defense did a pretty good job yesterday part of that's because Arkansas is not a great team but the fact of the matter is they clutched up defensively when they had to you know Trey Mitchell hit some big shots Reed hit some big shots that that's a road win that you're going to learn something and especially after the way they played Tuesday night against South Carolina that's the ability to come back and win that game and show the poise they did I think that says a lot about this team and we're going to find out because they're coming back home. They're great at home. They get Florida and they get Tennessee next week, so they should be able to bounce back. But I think that was a character win as much as anything, even though Arkansas is not a great team. Yeah, I think you you mentioned it. Obviously, the environment, you always know going there is going to be a hornet's nest, and it was. Um, and the way they lost to South Carolina earlier in the week on Tuesday – you know, it was sort of a, a similar situation. Um, they couldn't get a lot going on offense, obviously, in that game, and and I think missed a lot of layups in that game. And I think those things were pretty similar yesterday. Um, and like you said, playing Arkansas helped because I don't think they're as good as South Carolina. But I think that um, defensively, and Reed Shepard was great in the second half, and, and Antonio Reeves was great the entire game, and, and those two guys really helped spearhead the win. And as you said, Mitchell hit some big shots. And But the two things that changed from Tuesday to yesterday, I thought, was – what they were able to do on the defensive end. There were still breakdowns. They got lucky a few times, you know, kind of falling asleep and giving up open threes. But uh, they were able to defend, in my mind, as well as they have all year overall yesterday. Um, and, and so even as they were going through a very rough stretch in the first half where they could not score, um, Arkansas wasn't able to score much and that's the thing if you can't if you can keep the other team from not scoring or at least um, slow them down on the defensive end you can stay in games and that's what Kentucky did sort of had to ride it out until they found their legs a little bit on offense and they were able to do that whereas against South Carolina they weren't Uh, and so I thought that was really impressive to be able to win like that um and as you said, no Rob Dillingham. I think that's a huge thing because he could have been a spark offensively. He often is, but but wasn't available last night. So to do it without him and to, to be able to defend well enough to still stay in the game even when they were um, – 
very lethargic offensively, and, and I think Arkansas was really up for the game. I thought that was impressive. And the other thing is rebounding. Um, I, I think, you know, against South Carolina, there were some dagger offensive rebounds that the Gamecocks were able to get, and I know Kentucky got out-rebounded yesterday overall, uh, but they, they, they rebounded well enough and got some key ones um, as the game wore on to to come away with a win and uh I, I thought that was as important as anything yesterday they were able to find some key rebounds again in a game where they couldn't hit layups they couldn't do it against south carolina right. on on tuesday uh they were just nine for 26 on layups last night yeah that's what i'm saying they couldn't hit layups again last yeah. night and, and they um they found a way uh, because they defended, and uh, that, that we've talked about it a lot this year, that this team can win a lot of ways, and I, I think the one way we hadn't really seen them win was to be able to. Uh, we, we've seen them win at different paces because their offense can work in different um, at different paces uh, during a game, but I, I think. Um, we haven't seen them have to really grind one out and win it on the defensive end. And I think we saw that yesterday. And so I think that's a big step in growth. And listen, Arkansas is not South Carolina. Uh, they take a lot of quick shots, which I think really plays into Kentucky's hands on the defensive end. Uh, you saw what South Carolina did earlier in the week when they ran stuff kind of all the way through and got deep into their stuff right. and, and worked the clock. Kentucky really had trouble guarding that. And I think we've seen that throughout the year. Um, but but Arkansas, a better matchup because they, they'll, they'll pull – uh, quicker shots and we saw that quite a bit yesterday and, and that plays into Kentucky's hands but listen credit them the defense has been the question mark all year um, they were able to step up on that end of the floor they they made some big plays on offense but for me it was what they were able to do defensively that ultimately won them the game because Arkansas could have been up 20 in the first half when Kentucky couldn't score but they, probably but they stayed right been. there yeah, yeah they they probably probably well, and it's funny and I think coffee put this out on uh, Twitter as well and I completely agree with all the shiny toys that Kentucky has as freshmen look I mean what Antonio Reeves is doing is kind of flying under the radar from like a college basketball just standpoint of what he's been able to do because look the shiny toys are the freshmen let's make no mistake about it and what you're able to get from that but Antonio Reeves is about as consistent as a college basketball player that you're, you're seeing right now he's the guy that makes that engine go if you, we saw this against South Carolina when they shut down Antonio Reeves early Kentucky's offense was just never able to get on track and we saw it to a degree last night and then he was able to get going in the second half they said I think there's six guys ever that have had uh, 29 and 5 or something like that while well, shooting the percentages that he is, like 50, 40, 90, 50%, 40%, three-pointers, 90% free throws. Like He's having an All-American candidate kind of season. He should be on every list. He's going to be first-team All-SEC. I think he might end up being first-team All-American when it's all said and done. Yeah, that kind of no, no, I, I think like it's it. The shiny toys are the freshmen, but uh, I, I think one of the things that people need to really gravitate toward is Antonio Reeves able to come back. Uh, John Calipari, if you want to pod me up real quick, I, he was talking about the persistence and we withstood. Uh, this is him with ESPN post game. Here's what he had to say uh, with ESPN after that. I'm gonna try to play it off here. I think All that's right, coach. You here. said to your team, you either win or you learn, but I think today you did both. What did you learn about your team today? What I liked was it was a hard-fought physical game and we withstood. We didn't do what we did the other day. South Carolina deserved to beat us the way they played, how they shot it. We didn't create shots today. We created some shots. Um, but the second half, all 
those layups and stuff we were missing, we made. Uh, but let me just tell you, Arkansas is a talented team. Their record can be what it was. It doesn't matter. I mean, they can go and beat anybody because they're so skilled and so uh, good at guard, and even their big guys. And what do you have to say about their coach? Coach Musk put on a huge performance tonight as well, or you must be proud as someone who has coached alongside him for so many years. Tell me that one again. <laughs> coach, coach Musk, how proud are you of him? You just spoke to, you know, of course, how amazing Arkansas well, is. Well, he and I go way back. Right. Like, way back. Yeah. And so um, what he's done here... You know, sold out arenas and understand they started one and five last year and they went to the Sweet 16. Like, they're good. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Coach. John Gallipari post game uh, with the ESPN crew. That was a horrible question. It was not a great question. I honestly I couldn't find any good clips for about Cal and I couldn't download it all that. So the second part, the first part, great stuff, but the second part, that was a bad question. This is what you get for BSPN and the college basketball focus right there. But nonetheless, it's, I, I did my due diligence of having some Calipari uh, tidbits cut up. There was one from Twitter that wouldn't download for me. So that's how proud are you of the coach that you just beat? Yeah, what what was I was I did a double take on that. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Look, this is we we did our we did our checking of the box of some John Calipari sound. And yes, the question could have been better on that. I should have probably said the tail. I was like, oh, some cow sound that I can't find anywhere else right now. But I was versus I uh, tried to cut it. But that's where we are. But no, a big win nonetheless. Let me get to some text. 437 UPS Jobs text on Nick Kern. Zachy C. Behind the Glass. Phil Baker here in the 7th highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during Howie Competitive 10 to noon time slot. Uh, Reeves has won me a lot of money on props. Uh, get the gr- <laughs> you in the group chat that I've been in as well. I, I agree with that. You know, we're going to talk about... Look, yes, I, the coaching search and everything uh, that's in I there. I told you. Uh, well, it's we going go. zero to that on that. Some new names to watch on there. But as Double D says multiple times, look, some people are going to go up and down on the the, the coaching carousel, I guess, probably, uh, in terms of who is going to be on the radar for that. You, you see TJ Olzerberger from Iowa State. Uh, welcome to the party, pal, John McClain, because he is now on people's radar. That was another bad beat. They were four and a half point favorites, and they won by four because Kansas hit a late shot. Like yesterday was a day. Scott Van Pelt is going to have a field day with the bad. Yeah, he's, he's set for the next month uh, on that. But no, as, as we said, uh, John Calipari and company should be pleased after. After the performance they had against uh, South Carolina. How about uh, Auburn losing a couple of games? Now yeah. it's coming back to the pack a little bit. The SEC is a gauntlet this year. You look at the very top of the conference, Alabama. I have right a question. Leads it. I, yeah. And I'm not disagreeing with you. What, what on is that. the question? But the question, and it's something that I, I, I've seen that's been out there with just narratives that have been created because we've seen this with football and I'm not disagreeing with you on that but I, let's just say the Big 12. Let's talk about oh, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. Uh, agreed but and I think Kansas is one of the best teams yeah. but the grace that the Big 12 and the SEC are given sometimes versus the ACC and narratives that are created and again I'm not saying the ACC is up there with the caliber of those conferences at all but okay. Kansas. Well, str- I mean like the ACC ended up with it everyone thought the ACC was terrible last year Miami's in the final four. Yeah well the ACC yeah. might get three teams in the tournament this year. That's why nobody's given it the ACC any grace because outside of North Carolina and Duke, the conference is just not that good. Miami is, is not what we thought it would be. Clemson's fine. Bracketology. Non-conference. Bar- Bart Torvik. No, I know it's judged on the non-conference and I get that, but um, yeah, I mean, it's why all this stuff is imperfect because obviously teams change from yeah. when you play somebody in 
mid-November versus just just throwing February. it out there. But just throwing no, it no, out I mean, there. It's, Louisville teams it's like a fair Louisville thing to bring up. Yeah, Louisville needs to carry its weight, and obviously yeah. they are not going to do that this year. But what if they did? The bigger point I was going to make, as far as the SEC was concerned, is people were panicking about Kentucky losing a couple of early season games, conference games. They're all going to come back. So Auburn's going to come back down to reality. Alabama's going to come back to earth. They got a big one next week against Tennessee. You talk about a big early non-conference match or, or early conference matchup. Look at the games that we got on ESPN next week. Oh, Houston, speaking, Kansas, and by the way, this is Carolina. brilliant. It's brilliant for the, with the Pro Bowl week. It this is, is what you but, need to do. Speaking of. This is Double D's take, by the way. I think I know what it is. We're burying Kentucky, Tennessee in the 830 slot. Yeah. Yeah, that's After terrible. Carolina, Duke. Yeah. Like, it's going to be gross because that been they're going to do like some post-game stuff on Carolina Duke, and you're probably going to have to sit through that after the Kentucky-Tennessee game is tipped off, and it's like, come on. I mean, it'll be on ESPN News. Oh, you're telling us because we're going to have a post-game at like 11, 11.30. Yeah. Saturday night. I mean, it's just... You can sit that one out, Zach. You see, it's a just top like, five game. Okay, no so that that's one where it's, it's like, a great game, but like, but like Duke, you know was, what? Duke was gifted a victory by the officials at Cameron Indoor yes, yesterday, and I, I just you know I what know. I think Wait, you should do. Duke got gifted a win in Cameron. Yes. Never well, have, never yeah, heard Clemson. that before. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was they were not happy there. But there's something that you could do. Where you're not working 28 days. If you were to take that off. You could be almost like a contributor and just call in, like, and get first dibs on the call. Yeah, but sometimes. here's the thing: they want me to do a Bellerman game before that. Like, I did not know that. So, yeah, I, you really think I'm gonna? I would rather come in and do a Bellerman game than do Tennessee, Kentucky. Come on, well, now. At, the, Scotty D loves <laughs> to hear no that on his rag. Yeah, yes, no, big we, win for the Knights yesterday, taking down Jacksonville on Alumni Day. Braden Hobbs, former National Player of the Year, was back in the building along with a ton of uh, Knights. Alums is Artis uh, Gilmore still the color analyst for? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was seeing. I was in previous years. I know they've done some special stuff for that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, by the way, to Zach, but a big win for the Knights yesterday at Freedom Hall. Agreed. I was watching a little bit of and an happy ESPN belated Plus. birthday to Coach D as well. I saw Russ Davenport on uh, Scotty D's birthday. It was uh, catching up with him. Just takes a flying. Anyways, to your point about uh, the the conference breakdown, Big 12 is projected to have nine teams in there. The SEC seven, Big East seven, Big Ten six, Mountain West five. Pack 12 4, ACC 3, the American 3. Never in my wildest dreams that should the ACC only have three teams in the tournament. Yeah. It's, it's about quality, not quantity. Just crazy to me. But yes, nonetheless, big win for. It's all about quality. For those, Miami was in the Final Four last year. Let's see what happens. Yeah, North Carolina could be a Final Four team. They're good enough to be in the Final Four. Oh, we'll North Carolina is good enough to win the national championship. Sure. They're very good. Sure. Duke, good old, I don't think, is at that level. I think no, North I, don't, I don't think Duke is. Duke is a Sweet 16 team. Maybe. Boy, I mean, Maybe. bracketology yeah. used to be just one of my favorite things. Kentucky's projected. It's great. We're already talking. I know. It, but yesterday. This is what happens with bracket. Is he in his bunker? No, Did he do just, a hit? Yesterday was 50 days, I think, until Selection Sunday. And Reese Davis dropped in. Um, it was, it was uh, I think, in the lead up to Kentucky, Arkansas, somewhere in there, Carolina playing Florida State and Reese dropped a Joe Lenardi says North Carolina has to win to keep its spot on the one line. 
What did uh, somebody like, pointed out to me? I, we, we were not. Come on, somebody they don't po- don't insult people who are college basketball fans with that stuff this early. No, one of my favorite things, and somebody sent me a screenshot of uh, Double D because they they make fun of me for my love for the CW and their broadcast. Tough day, maybe on the broadcast thing for the Wolf Virginia thing, but I I, I think was at the game. I don't know what happened. Uh, so basically, Double D, I think, posed the question: Is like, is this AI or is oh, this? Uh, some, well, I mean, he could have been. I mean, he could have. Could have been right on this. He essentially said, I want to get this right before I ruin it. But basically, the announcer said after yet another Virginia three, he said, is this the dagger? Uh, the dagger. Oh, yeah. And he said, it put uh, him up 27 or something. Yeah. Right? And then proceeded by it's a tale of two halves after the lead was cut to 24. Are these guys real or A.I.? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> I thought the broadcast was better other than that. The picture quality, that's the stuff I'm worried about. They got a nice backdrop now. This is uh, the things that the CW is working on. I'm just happy there's another college basketball, Benny, that uh, proceeds by some of the, the live tour promos that's coming up, that we get another basketball, uh, uh, you know, a sports station in theory. But nonetheless, um, yeah, we can kind of, I guess, switch things to that because people are getting upset on the text line. We're not talking about the global stuff. So we can dive into that as we spend 30 minutes talking about Kentucky uh, taking care of business, big win on the road after falling to uh, South Carolina earlier in the week. Some folks saying doing a nice job on the uh, postgame show. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Josh Hurts comments with Eric Crawford. We're going to play those sounds uh, that he got that. God, I thought we were done with going to like the board of trustees meetings. But nonetheless, here we are. What was that? Grawmeyer Hall. Is that what that's called? Yeah. I think. OK, so that's I thought we were done with those days on that. Uh, let's see. Why is Louisville not having a watch party at the Yum Center for the Ravens games? Maybe for the Super Bowl. Because there's a women's basketball game going on. We're literally going to be playing. That's why there's not a watch party. What time's the women's game? Goodness gracious. It's at 2 o'clock. Yeah, yep. that, okay. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be, what, well, it starts at 3? Are, are you guys playing on Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, we're on the road. Oh, okay. Hopefully not during the game. No, it's at noon. Yeah, remember la- Remember last year they originally had a women's yeah, game oh, scheduled no, for I Super remember. Bowl Sunday? I <laughs> the, during the game. Yeah. Certainly remember that. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, yeah, that but but that's why there's there's not going to be a watch party. Yeah, th- this is the the most random stuff ever. At nine fourteen last night, maybe you guys are still on the air. Somebody says, "What is Delonte West Jr. doing right now?" Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm, we were not. Okay, I, that's maybe it's just random, you know, stream of consciousness. No, I think we were just done at the. No, oh no, I know what it was because we were talking about like famous athlete juniors, like Frank Gore Jr. is about oh, to get drafted, okay. Drake so that's Patrick Jr. We're just getting into okay, yeah, just random that they're kids. Random sports talk. That's what we do here. All right, uh, I guess switching it up. The Louisville's the text lines clamoring for that. If Kentucky fans listen to the first thirty minutes of that, we broke it down. Um, that we can maybe dabble back into that coming up. But uh, the biggest takeaway for me is: Did you see Eric Crawford's tweet about? You said you were at the game. I don't know where your seats were, but... um, It was in the end zone. Okay, so not courtside like your normal seats when they have for you and just kind of feeding you grapes and fanning you with elephant, um, you know, leaves and whatnot. No, no, none of that. Although we were apparently on TV at one point. Oh, you were? I didn't see. I know Ethan Moore was on there. I didn't know you were on TV. How did somebody not... How did somebody not uh, grab a photo of this? Well, somebody did, and te- luckily didn't didn't post it anywhere. Well, just, show it to me. I want to see it. I won't. I won't share it with the masses. Uh, I just want to see. Jeff Walls saw Jeff Walls. Wow, look at that. That's a humble brag right there. Shout no. out to that. Uh, but Eric Crawford. I'll, I'll yes, show it to you. It's 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 me texting on my phone. Oh no, boy, you during millennial, the second half. Millennial. No, he said, look at you, not paying any attention to your wife and just texting on the phone. I mean, well, you, the take was you weren't paying attention to the game. And, but no, to, I mean, yeah. it was the second half, so. Yeah, well, yeah. 
So uh, beyond this is the thing that. This is the thing that jumped off to me. Uh, the Eric Crawford, and we'll go through the Kelly Dickey tweets and everything out there. Just basically saying the look of the faces of the Louisville's players as teams that doesn't know what to do. It hasn't been given the weapons to deal with the situation they're in. Struggling and looking pretty bad against Virginia is nothing new, but I can't recall seeing genuine confusion on players' faces that I've seen a lot today. And, of course, that falls on pain. And yeah. I think that is... yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that was something that really jumped off the page to me. No, and I, I don't disagree with that. But but also, I would say the only difference between yesterday and some of the other games we've seen them play this year, maybe even earlier in the week um, against Duke, was that they played a really bad half of offense. And the second half, they were better on the offensive end. They played one really horrendous half of offense. They don't defend, so that's nothing new. They haven't guarded all year. We've talked about that. They they just they they have not been able to figure out a way to defend, and and yet that didn't change yesterday. But the reason it got so ugly in the first half is because they couldn't score either. Most of the time, they're at least able to score and kind of stay around, but they turn the ball over. Um, they've been doing a better job of taking care of the ball, but. But yesterday they they turned it over. Kenny Payne talked to Paul Rogers in the pregame interview. Was listening to that, um, you know, and, and Paul made the point in that interview, and he made the same point here on Fast Break Friday as well with Bob, and said, you know, Virginia doesn't like to get out and run like some of the other teams that Louisville's played. So maybe that will help them because they've struggled. I mean, they've right. struggled in basically every aspect defensively, but transition defense in particular has been rough. So he kind of asked, you know, is, is that is that good? Like, does that make the matchup better? And Kenny said, well, they don't like to run, but they do like to run if you turn it over. So if we turn it over, they're they're going to run. And they they turned the ball over yesterday, and he said we have to avoid live ball turnovers. They had a ton of live ball turnovers yesterday that led directly to Virginia points. And uh, all that obviously combined – to a 41-13 first half that was just in a, in a year that's been full of outdoing itself well, just in history rough, wise yeah. rough play that might have been might have been the worst half of the year which is saying a lot um they were ba- like they were back to normal in the second half for the most part like they hit some shots on offense they were able to at least score um and maybe defended a little better, but but at that point I mean it it was well in hand for Virginia obviously but um the, like there there might people might I don't know are people drawing a line in the sand uh, on this game because the first half was so bad maybe I, I don't know but I, my point is the only difference between this game and some of the others is that they 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 just didn't play well offensively either they've been better on offense throughout the year they didn't play well offensively in the first half and that's why it got really really out of hand and then um the second half was what it was. They played a little bit better, but but it was just a bad first half on both ends of the floor yesterday. Louisville's twenty eight halftime deficit is is was its largest uh, since it trailed Bradley forty four to twelve on December tenth nineteen thirty eight. Bradley went on to win seventy one twenty six. It's the third largest halftime deficit in program history. Um, 
Also, Louisville's leading scorer fails to surpass 10 points for only the second time in a KFC Yum Center game. Trey White led UofL uh, with 10 points today. The only other came in 61-53 loss to Virginia. Again, uh, December 28th, 2016 with Dingadell, Tony Hicks, and Quentin Snyder each scoring eight. Look, I, I think we say this every week in terms of trying to say how bad it's gotten. Like, losing to Virginia is... Th- that happens. Like Rick Bettino, even with good teams, Matt, with good yeah, Louisville teams lose to Virginia. I-, I think where people get very frustrated as is just going back to, and it just keeps popping up the lack of defense, the lack of just the leak outs for all of these just dunks that keep happening over and over again. Look, the Chattanooga loss, the DePaul loss, the Arkansas State. Uh, this is from Eric Crawford. It's like, what's worse than that? Just fill in the blank. It's the 41 other losses that preceded by, it precedes lack of effort. And if you're going to say that, that's not us, or, or that's us saying that. Kenny Payne's saying this is well in the postgame comments, too. So he's saying he's embarrassed. So it just keeps one thing after another, and I know... Just yeah, now? Right. We're I, just now embarrassed, Kenny? We're 40, 52 games in, now we're embarrassed. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and and I think he knows that he can hear and see the things, and, and, and the players do too. I, I know there's something out there where some of the players were in some Twitter spaces listening to some of the fans. And I'm like, this is the one time where, and this is where I will plant the flag and say, damn it, I was 100% wrong on this. Remember when Rick Bettino was adamant about his players not being on social media? Of course, it's remember, the best, it's remember the best, that. And it's I the saw best the, possible policy you could have. And then, I, and everyone's like, "He needs to get with the times." He needs, no. which, is, which is rich now because Rick Matito is great on Twitter and he has is. a fun with but, that. However, but no, he was a hundred, and I said it at the time, he was a hundred percent right. And, and now it's like, you know how toxic that is. Even if you're not in the situation there, right? In, it's toxic. I'm like, what in the world are these guys doing? Being listening to just that. And, and, and so th- that's what I'm trying to figure out as far as like just being a radio guy. I don't want to go search my name on the Internet. I don't want to go see my mentions. I don't want to do none of that. It's just, that's honestly probably that. one of my f- biggest and greatest accomplishments since you've been here. I said, stop reading the text line like after. And I know sometimes you got to as a part of the job. But I know if you say somebody goes back and forth like process when he was here, he would just go and I'm like process. You were seeking out negativity. Oh, we had one guy the other day on Louie's show talking about like I said something about how LeBron's never done anything as far as off the court or whatever. And he starts going after me, calling me a big lib and everything, because if everybody knows one thing about Kern, me, were, you a big lib. Were, you, were you texting in? Were you texting in? about your hatred for LeBron? Is that... No comment. He no comment right there. No he, comment. He was, yeah, he was all about, like, the Ohio State fan debaggery and all that. I'm like, okay, dude, we don't need you to listen. Like, it's fine. That's, yeah. But get, get a life. But that's... Basic, but don't... That's why you don't get involved with social media. Well, I mean, as we all of us are on social media, but it's more so for... When things are this bad... Yeah. There is no reason for these guys to be on there. So... It, it's got to be exhausting. It's got to be taxing. It's got to be the. And I know my buddy, he tweeted it out that I know people are sending it in on the text line during the timeout uh, that was circulating out there. It looked I, like assistant coaches. I thought that was a little unfair. Well, look, it, it, I mean, it, it looks bad optically. No, of course and when it you're does. winning, it's fun. When, when you're winning, it's it's spun as, yeah. oh, look at them having fun with this. But when you're down in the manner that you are, you know what it, it, it presents? It presents a. A, a faction. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, so my buddy Logan tweeted this out, uh, and he was there and just said, like, I guess Noel but the Josh Jamison weren't like locked in during a timeout, and they were looking at the Muhammad Ali International Airport well, uh, listen, tried to win. Listen, listen, uh, Scott Satterfield's <laughs> favorite place. No, as, as someone who was in the building, there was 
th- there was some drama in that contest because the guy kicked the pl- you have to pick up the pl- you get it 60 seconds they blindfold you you have to there's an inflatable plane that they play somewhere on the court it's basically a big game of hot and cold with the crowd the guy kicked the pl- you have to pick up the plane and the envelope that has the two free tickets to anywhere you want to fly and uh, he kicked the plane. So he was right on top of it. But then he started to go the wrong way. Oh, boy. He didn't pick up the plane after he kicked it. And so people were losing their mind. And then he finally grabbed the plane and then the envelope with like two seconds on the clock to win it. So congrats to that guy who's uh, apparently it's, his birthday was yesterday. A big week for the, the, been, the contest. The yeah, happy the putt. Looked, looked he might he might have been hammered. Uh, but but <laughs> I think that. Life finds a way when you're hammered sometimes. Yeah, that's right. But I think, um, yeah, like, the crowd was making a lot of noise. So I think they just peaked out. Like, I I mean, the, again, it's, a snip, it's a snippet I know, of a... But t- there, but, there's but plenty optics. of stuff to, to pick apart, right. and I don't think that really... And that did it, catch it, it a pile, lot. It catch, piles on. It caught a lot of steam on social media. I just don't think that is really fair. To well, be honest, it, but, but here's the thing, it 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 just adds fuel to the all yeah, the other things. No, I and, and I'm, like, I'm with you. Like the, the head coaches talk, like assistants are talking to each other all the time outside those houses. You think they're talking about the game plan all the time? I got news for you. No. See her and Alice eight right there. Look at her section. I don't know. <laughs> think like, some, some of that. Th- who knows? But like, that's just what it is. But no, to your point, it doesn't get highlighted. Unless everything is going as right. poorly as it is. Right. But it's a terrible look from the standpoint of when you are making history, historical gaps and just so it, it presents from the team as a whole that you are not locked in. That's where the fans that are clamoring. It's not like the players were looking over trust there. Me. Well, but if they're doing that, what what type of example? Again, we're nitpicking. For those that aren't Twitter, it was like dirty contest. Somebody, my buddy Logan, got a photo of it. It went viral on that. And a video, uh, Nolan Smith and Josh Jameson a little bit were looking at the contest because the crowd was going bonkers as the guy finally got it. They were in a timeout. But like, I, I'm with you. It, it's they're standing outside the huddle. Do people think that the assistant coaches can hear what the head coach is saying when they're standing on the periphery and there's like all this music and stuff going well, on? What, then my like, question you to you, then what, what do they, should they be doing during that? They just stand there. They, they know what the game plan is. The head coach is reinforcing the game plan. They know what he's going to say. They don't They don't need to hear it. No, look, it's, it's something I mean, that I know people I, latched on to. I know. It's just, I, I get why people latched on to it. But that, that was I thought pretty unfair. Okay, to so be we, we say this every week. There's the the buckets or the silos, whatever. Not the ones off sixty five that uh, got since crumbled, and everyone says the evil spirits have since left since uh, they have been demolished. I would not disagree in recent years, but uh, I also want to say so you can kind of talk about the game within the game. That's the stuff on Twitter. That's we can play some of the stuff from the post game show pressers and whatnot with uh, Paul and Jody with KP, and then I know the stuff that was going right. I was. I want you to know, Nick Kern. Okay. I had my fists clenched. Clenched. Whenever they were guiding, whoever asked the question about the bad luck comment, I said, oh, dear God. Snake bin. Snake bin. Come on. It's KP. I know it's in you. I know it's in you. I know you can say it. I I needed him to say that. And he got to the edge. Yeah. And just landed the plane with bad luck. Yeah. Shocker. Um, Kenny Payne didn't land the plane. Would have never guessed. 
Well done by you, Zach. That's that's that you've been sitting on that one for a while. But uh, I needed him to say that uh, for if there's not if there's going to be these massive blowouts in games and whatnot, um, I need little things like that to just kind of help the overall psyche for me. Um, and and he didn't do it. And even then, he it's like he couldn't even win that for me in my own personal record book. But we got dangerously close. So uh, you know, as we don't count wins and losses. Um, <laughs> He almost moral victory for I guess. Are we that. going backwards now? Like, is this now year zero? Was last year like near negative one? Yeah. Did you see Mike Rutherford's tweet last? No, night? I didn't. What did he say uh, about? I can't remember who's coaching Texas Tech, but they're on top. Oh of the Big 12, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it said zero with year, which I thought was pretty funny. That that that's a good line. That's Jerome good, Tang and year zero. How about that? That was a really good tweet. Uh, four three seven nine six eight. Oh, there it is. Yeah, here. Uh, it's Grant McCaslin's Grant first McCass, year. Yeah, uh, and they're on top of the Big Twelve. And Rutherford quote tweeted it and said, "Star zero with year." That's was, that's that's a good right. that's a good, good job by him. But that's, so those are the individuals as we look like we're heading this direction um, to start some other names that are out there because I, I I'm of the belief that. Some of these guys, these big name guys that Louisville may be going after, may be in the mix. But I've also seen this whole notion that uh, the last go around with this, a lot of guys got paid off this job. So I'm kind of operating in the space. If there is, in fact, a separation, we'll get to the Josh Hurd sound with Eric Crawford coming up about no moral victories and things like that. Uh, as we try to react to some of these games and whatnot, uh, it, it try, it's... It's getting consuming for me to just kind of be like, okay, when I see two top 25 teams playing like you had Oklahoma and Texas Tech, I'm like, what do I know about Porter Moser? What do I know about the new Texas Tech coach? Grant McCaslin. What do I know about uh, Iowa State that took down? So these are some of the names that well, TJ Olsenberger, some names that well, may be under the radar. It's also interesting because a lot of the names that sort of emerged as maybe the the highest profile names that people were interested in for the job are having tough years yeah, or, or at least had have had some had a bad day yesterday like you run through it i mean ucla's been has been terrible this year with mick cronin um so that's gone tough for him uh chris beard and old miss i know there's a well, push chris for that for some, Ole, they're out of the it's, top 25 it's a, it's a zero with year there so he's his first year so i think um there's probably some grace for him there but but scott drew and baylor i think they've lost three straight uh jerome tang and kansas state got beat yesterday so it, these guys make their money the first weekend getting to the second weekend of, of the course, tournament and that's course. where i think it'll be fascinating to see if you don't make these big, sexy, splash names of hire, and, and, and it's okay. I, I've said multiple times, and it looks like it's heading in that direction. And I know the national media and Gary Parish, and I believe the Yahoo Sports college basketball writer put something out there that Gary Parish said, and it, it really resonated with me when all the stuff was going on over the Christmas break. It said the humane thing to do would be to move on for that. Now, Well, here, I, I, I mean, I've stood on the side of I think you should – not do anything till the end of the year and i think more and more that's what it looks like right is going to happen but um you also can't so we just saw it was earlier this week right tony stubblefield fired from DePaul DePaul, yeah in his third year um where things are not they they were they were three and 15 or whatever and he gets fired in his third year and, and that was a little bit of a window into the situation here like you you don't want to be that right like you don't want to say okay here's a year three but then be three and 15 four and 14 five and 13 next year mid-year and then say 
we got to make a move. Like, then you just wasted another year. Right. So I, I think, again, I've been fully on the side of I don't think any move should be made if it were me until after this season would give every chance to turn it around. Obviously, with each game, it looks increasingly likely that that's not going to happen. Uh, but I, I would definitely do that. And I, I also think there's an argument to be made with the fact that you've lost J.J. Trainer for the season. Dennis you've lost Evans, Dennis Evans the for the Flowers season. experiment. Yeah. yeah, well, the Trenton Flowers thing's a little bit different. But those two guys you were banking on having, and you don't. So I, I do think you should give to the end of the year and, and evaluate based on that. But if things continue, obviously, the way they went yesterday, um, it's, it's going to be... Uh, it's I mean, heading it, that it, direction. It's, just, it's, it's going that way. Yeah. And so, but but Tony Bennett talked about it after the game yesterday, and I, I don't disagree that J.J. Trainer could make a difference for this team. He spaces the floor a little bit. He can knock down some shots. Um, I, I don't know if he would be the difference maker they need on the defensive end because that's obviously been the major problem, but, but he could definitely contribute if he were healthy. Um, that's not to say you should be trailing Virginia 41-13 at halftime. Right. So. 267-968 is the phone number. We go to Joe up next on SMH. Joe, welcome in. Yeah, thank you all. Um, I'm looking forward to the big uh, Baltimore and Kansas City game, but I'm a little perplexed by the statement that Le- Lamar made about he don't like playing against Mahomes. Can you all give me a little insight of what he was really trying to say there? That does he just feel that uncomfortable, or is he just thinks he can't beat him, or what? What was he actually trying to say when he made that comment? I did not hear that comment, so I, okay, I don't know. Um, I would, I, I would guess if he said that, maybe it's just because he respects the way he plays and knows it's going to be. Uh, blown up into Lamar versus Mahomes, even though it's obviously a team game. And well, Yeah, uh, that was my takeaway. I don't think he's looking at it as anything other than that. I think it's just, look, it's a total team effort. This isn't going to be, oh, whoever wins this game, it's this guy's good, this guy's not good. Like It's entirely possible that Mahomes outplays Lamar, but the Ravens are a better team, and it could work the other way as well. I just happen to think the Ravens are probably slightly better, but if, if Lamar loses this game because Patrick Mahomes goes crazy, it's not going to be because Lamar stinks. It's because Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I think that's what he was framing it as. If I was Lamar, I'd be more worried about a lot of times the uh, Kansas City gets the benefit of the doubt on, on a lot of holding calls downfield on the defense. I think Lamar needs to obviously, uh, if Lamar can get the same calls that Mahomes usually gets, then I, I like Baltimore chances. But somehow they, they, the I hate to say this, but I think the the referee sometimes they like that fancy name in the Super Bowl. So I, I, I that's what if I was Lamar, I'd be worried about it. The referees are going to take it from me more than than what Mahomes is going to do. I I just think sometimes Kansas City gets benefited out on a lot of holding calls well, downfield on the defense. You know. Yeah, they, they do sometimes, but uh, like there's a good chance Lamar Jackson will be the MVP this year of the league. Yeah, um, sure, sure. I, and and I, I don't know, I I don't know that I buy that there's any sort of an agenda for the yeah. marquee teams because the Ravens both are those one of teams. Them. Yeah, you've got Lamar who could be the MVP. You've got John Harbaugh, so you've got a Harbaugh factor in there, which is gold. 
Um, obviously, the Chiefs bring with them a lot of attention because they're the Chiefs, and you know this year even added to that because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like one or the other. I, I think if Lamar could finally get over that hump and get into the Super Bowl, I think that'd be pretty compelling, and I think that would be that would not be a drag on any sort of ratings for the NFL. So no, I don't think would, there's any sort of that going on. That would on. be okay, about as fine. interesting a story as there is. And that would be as interesting as Mahomes just because now if Mahomes wins today, the quarterback conversation is closed. If Lamar wins today, then we get to talk about, okay, Lamar is now the second best quarterback. How close is he to Mahomes? All that kind of stuff. The Ravens are one of the marquee teams in the league. I don't think the officiating is going to decide it one way or the other. And I think when you look at the NFL, I think it's entirely different than the NBA or baseball. Like, in those sports, it matters who's in the finals. It doesn't matter well, who's in the Super Bowl. The Jaguars well, the beauty, and the Lions can play in the Super Bowl. People are, 100 million people are going to watch it. The beauty of my comments are I don't put no money on these games. I just, I just, for the love of God, I just love the, you know, a great competition. And, but, but somehow I just see Kansas City sometimes get the benefit of the doubt on a big call when you think it, that maybe it shouldn't go their way. They just seem like they get the sexy call a lot more times than the other team does. That will do it, gentlemen. Y'all have a great Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, you do Joe. the same, Joe. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate the call. 267-9680, the phone number, of course. 437-9680, the UPS Jobs text line. You'll hear both of those games on ESPN Louisville. AFC title game up first. Lamar and the Ravens against the Kansas City Chiefs and then Lions 49ers to follow that um, I don't know how you feel about this, but we kind of talked about this during the week. I kind of think whoever wins the AFC game is definitely the favorite in the Super Bowl. I don't want to say that the winner of that game is definitely going to win the Super Bowl, but I mean the the dip, stark difference in quarterback play. You got Mahomes and Lamar on one side, and then the NFC. Jared Goff's pretty good. He's been to a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, I think, is underrated. I think people get on him too much, but the two best quarterbacks are clearly in the AFC. I think the Ravens have probably been the best team all year, and they. They beat the Lions 38-6. They beat the 49ers 36-22. Like, they dominated both those teams. If the Ravens win this game, they're going to be, I think, a pretty decisive favorite in the Super Bowl. And yeah. it really opens up the opportunity for Lamar to stake his claim as probably the second-best quarterback in the NFL. I agree with you. Whoever wins the AFC game will be the, the, the favorite, I would think, in the Super Bowl. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't buy the just because it went one way in the regular season. Um, 38-6 is pretty decisive. It is decisive, but, I mean, the, the Lions game is competitive. have been playing very well. I I don't know. I, I think it'll be a fun matchup regardless. Obviously, I'm rooting for the Lions It's entirely the It's entirely possible the first game of the season and the last game of the season are the exact same. The Chiefs and the Lions, remember, started the season on Thursday Night Football. Could be uh, could be the Super Bowl matchup as well. Will the outcome be the same as... Well, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones didn't play in that first game, so true. I, it's uh, it is wild. I would love it for um, Detroit, and I and wish they were the in a city. different state because I don't need Michigan winning. Well, anymore. I know you hate Michigan. By the way, shout out to Sherrod Moore getting that uh, gig. Apparently, Mr. Third Base. How about that? Well, yeah, that too. But I think uh, I believe a friend of a friend may have uh, be Mrs. Sharon Moore from Louisville Mail. Oh. Pretty payday right there. Yeah, there you go. Nice, nice, little, nice little payday. Nice little bump right there. Most predictable thing ever that Jim Harbaugh was going to jump to the NFL, though. We oh, talked I, a lot yeah. about that. Yep. Yeah, Zachy C. So. But he, he fell into maybe the best open NFL job with the Chargers and the quarterback yep. probably in place. Just hired Kellen. Well, uh, no, Kellen Moore's Moore going left. to the Eagles. He was yeah. with the Chargers. He's leaving uh, the Chargers, which... 
probably not a surprise with a new head coach, but it'll be interesting. Uh, 437-968, UPS Jobs text line. He's Zachy C. He's Nick Kern. I'm Phil Baker. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. Reminder, Global Women's Basketball taking on Pitt down at the KFC Yum Center. Stop by Barano's on Market. Uh, pre-game begins 130 on 93.9 DeVille. We got you covered for the games if you're driving around today. Ravens and Chiefs, 2 o'clock on ESPN 680-1057 via Westwood One. We'll join in progress after the uh, game goes final for Louisville Women's and uh, Women's Basketball and Pitt around 4.30-ish or so. And then 49ers and Lions on all sticks via Westwood One. So we got you covered with that. Uh, is this kid aware? I guess he's talking about you, Zach. You Very see. aware. Uh, is this kid aware of Lamar's postseason stats? Yes, I know he's 2-3 and three in the playoffs, and I know that the Titans game wasn't great. I know the Bills game wasn't great. I also know he's the first player in the history of the NFL last week to have over 150 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, 100 plus passer rating. Yeah, I'm aware, dude. Well, as he always has up the YouTube uh, NFL stats and other things on his YouTube uh, in his little cubicle, Zachy C does research. He does his homework. Yeah, don't come at me about NFL stats. That's what yeah, like you and, can't get me on. And the narratives are always what they are until they get busted. So we'll see if Lamar Jackson can pull that off today against the Chiefs. Uh, by the way, good friend uh, Jim Wil- Wilberding was at Bellerman game yesterday against Jacksonville. Talk to the radio guy. Artist does not travel. Oh, hey, that 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 that's so Artis that Gilmore was sense. not when, the when, when the king wants the you know and he, he's earned that he he's earned that a little bit. Only home games. Well, I he appreciate and Dan that. are about the same age, so they're probably at the same place in life. Dan just retired. Artist is probably about ready to do Look, the same. He's, he's just Artist is underrated. He is. Trust me, I almost broke my hand when I shook it a few years ago. Uh, he is, he still has that trend. Nick, is there even a turnaround to be had at this point? What um, no, somehow. Win in the ACC. No, but look, I I think there is going to be a couple of. I'm not confidently saying this, but I think there are some winnable games with the bottom of the ACC that is maybe a last ditch effort. Win some, but yeah, I don't know that there's enough to turn around, but I would still give him to the end of the year because you just don't gain anything by firing him right now. Guys, if he had said this team was snake button, he would have used it incorrectly. That's a that's a good text Also there. true. Uh, Seton, Hall, <laughs> Seton Hall is by far the worst loss. I think the JCC rec team could be uh, play better defense, Phil. Well, you haven't played recreational basketball with me at the Jewish Community Center uh, recently. Because Seton Hall? Seton Hall is by far the worst loss. Well, I have didn't no, play Seton no, Seton Hall. Yeah. Then I don't know well, what he's talking means. about there. Yeah. yeah. Did you all see BYU students have to yes. cover up the horns down shirts? Yeah, that That's was weak. Yeah, that was that was I'm, too sensitive. Texas does clearly doesn't understand how bully tactics work. As far as you tell the bully that you don't like when they do something, they're just going to do it more. Again, Every big, well, the eight mile, it it's the eight mile final rap battle. You that's got right. that's they, the moment you got you got to tell them you got to say everything they're going to say about you. Uh-huh. Well, listen, uh, when they get to the SEC next year, I get some bad news. No one at LSU or Alabama or Texas A and M is going up to tell those students to take off the horns down shirts. So. They are so soft about that. Come on. <laughs> Might as well just get used to it because I think. Oh, it's going to be. Wait till they go to LSU for the first time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're inching closer to the top of the hour. Uh, we'll play some of the Josh Hurd sound from Aircroft. We got some KP sound that I'm sure will make the text line uh, just oh so happy, but we will play it nonetheless. Uh, and then we'll re- talk a little NFL heading into the week. It should be a fun one. And then Nick maybe do a little preview of uh, the Louisville women's basketball team taking on Pitt. Good, uh, good back and forth banter with you and um, Jeff Walls the other night. I got to give you some. You called him an ing- uh, sound engineer as he was trying to get on some of the uh, the sound and the levels right. And I appreciate it. Well, that. yeah, the the. the uh the sound in his ear was not the volume was not what he wanted it to trust be, so books. I was trying to some of the folks here are, are deaf they have it all the way up but uh, nonetheless we'll talk about that on the other side on your sports station ESPN 680 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app welcome back to the Sunday morning hangover on your sports leader ESPN 680 and 1057 now here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker Obi Trice real name no gimmicks Times, how many times have you karaoke to this song? Uh, the over-under is like eight and a half. Wait, can you? He's oh, yeah. a Michigan man? I love Eminem. Eminem is okay. a Lions fan. Yeah. He's, not, he's not a Michigan fan. He, his daughter went to Michigan State, so it's fun. So, I mean, he's from Detroit, though. I thought you just hated everything Michigan. No, you strike me as a guy that would get in a car with four or five of your buddies just to go see the other side of 8 Mile. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, by the way, I, I've told Nick this story before. One of the greatest, most power clutch moves for a young, I must have been 10 or 11 at the time. It was right at the height of Eminem. Um, my buddy, as the parents, Nick probably, well, Nick never had this problem because he never had to get this. Uh, he probably never dabbled in getting Eminem CDs. But a buddy for a no, birthday I, party right. opened up. This is You've heard this story a hundred times. Zach's on the phone, so it doesn't even matter right now. I know he's probably talking to our buddy Eric. But basically, a buddy opened up the CD. Yeah. Marked out the parental advisory thing because my parents wouldn't let me listen to that. Yeah. And just said, oh, no, this is the one that doesn't have that it's on the there. And then put it back in the plastic thing for a case for my birthday present. It's still one of the most clutch things ever. And now. That's a true friend, right? It there. was a true friend. Yeah. And I feel like Zach would appreciate that. So I'm going to tell him out there so I don't double dip on the story uh, for that. It's the seventh highest rated sports talk show uh, during a highly competitive 10 to noon time. So I appreciate you making us a part of your morning. Nick Kern, Phil Baker, Zach Cantrell behind the glass in the Liquor Barn Studios. Nobody Remind- had to do that for me on my Montgomery Gentry. Series. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. uh, Garth Brooks' greatest hits. You'd never had to worry about that. Uh, I just got an email. Okay, never mind. It was I, Whenever I see something, from Zach Greenwell. I was like, oh boy, what happened? But it's just uh, Kenny Payne on the ACC coaches call on Monday. So I lied. I'm going to tell you this story because I feel like you'd appreciate it. And I'm assuming that's Eric and we'll get to him here in a second. You played Eminem. I had a good friend, Chris, uh, for my one of my birthday presents. I had to be 10 or 11 years old. It was, um, oh God, what was it? The the black and white uh, Eminem thing where he's sitting in front of his house. Is that the Marshall Mathers? That's the Marshall uh, Mathers oh, LP. LP. Yeah. So my buddy gets it out of the plastic wrapping, marks out the parental advisor thing, because, you know, your, your parents are like, you can't listen to that at 10 or 11 years old. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, not my parents. Well, it, it, again, differing uh, uh, households, dare I say. Yeah. But my buddy Chris said this was 
this is the edited version, but he blacked out the parental <laughs> advisory thing. Still wanted to put it in a bag and, and, and wrapped it up, and it was perfect. It was one of the most clutch things out there. So that's, that's right. uh, a true friend right there. But uh, yes, so that's uh, that's the flow chart we have with Eminem. No no halftime show for Eminem this year. And taking a knee, you just have to deal with Usher. If the Lions go to the Super Bowl, they should allow Eminem to do halftime. I don't think Eminem's ever going to be allowed on a halftime he show. He was just on a halftime show two years ago. No. Yeah, but... but he, Precisely, but yeah. they spe- apparently specifically told him not to take a knee for, you know, obvious, the Colin Kaepernick stuff. Doesn't bother me, but I'm just saying there's the powers that be are probably like, yeah, we're probably not going to go back to that Even though that was well. the best Super Bowl halftime show we've had in like 15 years. I would say Prince was. Prince, no, I'm saying since Prince. Oh, okay, since Prince. No, Prince is the best. The Colts won the Super Bowl. Prince did Purple Rain in the rain. It well, I think I, I'm speaking more so from the memes that came from that with the Dave Chappelle Prince. Uh, oh, yes. That was up there on the big, those are one of my favorite things out there. Uh, well, we'll see what happens when other memes come viral from the Super Bowl halftime show with Usher. What was your favorite Usher song, Nick Kern? Yeah. Of course it is. I liked when he spelled his name out. Yeah. U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M. O-N-D. Now, baby, tell me what you're going to do with me. I will say, who doesn't get hyped when they hear Peace Up, A-Town? Like, I would say oh, the general pop all the white people. <laughs> From <laughs> it, our it, generation, it, it's, that, it's, that's an anthem. It's, I would say uh, white people at an East End Drake's. Uh, 267-9680 is the phone number. We go to our buddy Eric up next on SMH. Eric, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing today? Good. Your voice good. sounds better than I thought it was going to sound. i got to be honest. Well, you know, I, it's uh, well. Thanks uh, for uh, you know, but it, that hanger on sucks, man. And you know, Nick, you said you have something. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell you what. what is, a lot of times, I, of course, Nyquil is the classical. You know, if you need charisma and ching ching, but Alka-Seltzer Plus at night. Mm. That's that always seems to to just sort of soothe it a little bit. But I hope you feel better. Um, did y'all, what about uh, that was Ethan Moore on the TV last night, wasn't it? On the CW, right before Vampire Diaries. Yeah, behind, I mean, you know, he sort of looks a little bit like Luke Hancock. If Luke Hancock and Dabo had a kid, yeah, I would think. No, that's that's yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but I thought that was cool, and I didn't. You know, it's like it, it, there were a lot of Virginia dudes there, and like I think there were did the L- so they they just decided to just come there. I mean, I don't know. I just thought that one of them did the L's down, and then he was asked to leave. But the jacket that, that he wait, had, somebody got uh, asked to was, leave for doing an L's down. I think I saw that on Twitter. I missed that one. But um, so, but that that jacket's cool, man. That that white, you know, like uh, with starter the jacket. Hat. Yeah, it's the the bomber jacket. I've got the I've got my original one, y'all, from back in the eighties. In the it's the black type one that Chris Mack wore at the uh, at that spe- uh, basketball thing they had. But anyway, well, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. I mean, massive football today. And I was telling Zach, I think we're going to look back. At, at, this is really a special collection of, of four teams here because you know, like in young talent that will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe. And, you know, you think back to, you know, watching a young Terry Bradshaw, you know, in his first Super Bowl or, you know, Roger Staubach or, you know, you know, Joe Namath. And, you know, you know in the, those, those classic battles of people now, they're just enshrined in the in the Hall of Fame. And we're going to see that today in action. So I think that the Ravens, I think they're, 
I think you go with the home team in the playoffs because it's so hard to win on the road. Of course, everyone knows that, but uh, there's something about that Chiefs mystique. No, no. I mean, with the Patrick Mahomes is the best player. It, it feels like what a, the Michael Jordan of the sport right now. And well, then the what, Tom Brady, if you will. There it right. is. I, 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 right. Uh, my my thing is always to be the man. You've got to beat the man. The Ric Flair thing. So until you do, picking the Chiefs. That's why I picked the Chiefs against the Bills last week. It's why I take the Chiefs to win today. Wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens can get over the hump and do it, but... Like the Chiefs until they get knocked off. It is interesting, though, to see the narratives after that game, and I know we're a few days removed after that, but just how Josh Allen will eventually figure it out. That that was a kind of takeaway from some of the NFL shows on ESPN after that. It's like, oh, he'll eventually get there. And, and I feel like folks like LeBar Jackson, and they were talking about, like, you know with Pat Mahomes what you're going to get. Like, it, it, But it, it's funny. I feel like somebody like Lamar Jackson doesn't get that grace. I think he does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, you know what's interesting is so many because uh, you're like Josh Allen's a very good quarterback, and you know, and, and you know, there have been so many really, really good quarterbacks who've never got that Super Bowl win. I think that you know, you get that Super Bowl win, and it's like, man, that's a major feather in your cap because it's probably if you have a good career, you're going to end up in the Hall of Fame. You know, you look at Ken Anderson; I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But you know, if he had had that Super Bowl victory. Uh, or even like uh, maybe a, a Boomer Sison, because you know I'm, I'm a Bengals fan, y'all. But uh, how are the women feeling today, Nick? What's the report? How, how, how are we looking? Good. Uh, looked energetic. Part of shoot around. I didn't get to see much of shoot around this morning. Got there for mostly the tail end, but uh, very energetic. Obviously, second meeting of the year against Pittsburgh and. Uh, the pink game, it's always special. They do a great job with this every year. There's a, a parade of, of, of survivors at halftime. They introduce a That's awesome. A very they, – they, with the starting lineups, there's also um, a, a cancer survivor introduced with, with each member of the starting lineup during that, which is awesome. So it's a really it cool awesome. day. They always do a really cool, great job with it. So definitely a – you know, a bigger aspect to it than just the game today. But we're looking forward to it. I think uh, trying to find a way to win today. Pitt coming off a win at Virginia uh, on Thursday was their first road win of the year. So they're feeling pretty good coming in. Uh, Louisville won by 30 there a couple of weeks ago. But Jeff Walls has talked about it. It was a 10-point game going to the fourth quarter. So uh, the the cards were on fire in the fourth and really just blew their doors off, but a little bit deceptive because it was pretty tight throughout. So we'll see what happens today. If they can find a way to win, it would set up a, a huge showdown with Syracuse on, uh, on Thursday night here. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, squad looked, uh, looked ready to roll this morning. That sounds great. And uh, that pink game, like you're saying, that is uh, just a really special game. And I, Hey, y'all know it's time for the St. John's update. Now, wait, I don't know if anybody else, other Louisville fans, are following St. John's. They had a big win yesterday. There's a there's something called the Patino Chronicles that a guy named John Fanta. Yeah, he's doing it on YouTube and FS1. He, he's like the new face of college basketball. John Fanta, it's Jack Grossman's doppelganger. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, 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 I can see that, but. He really, I, I watched those yesterday, and uh, Coach Patino, he really opened up a lot on 
He uses a lot of examples from uh, the Louisville Times. You know, the oh, he talked about Peyton Seaver his most recent yeah, press conference about he and Patrick Ewing are the only two for the the Big East uh, MVPs. By the way, I got some breaking news because it's in my the corridor that our listenership is very strong. Bowman Field, Brady Brom on a PJ heading to Baltimore. Wow! Whoa! Look at that. I'm going to guess that Jeff is probably along with him. I would imagine so. Yes, uh, he. They tagged. were at the. Uh, they were at the game yesterday. Yeah, Brady Brom on a private jet at Bowman Field. And what if I just hopped on over there? What if? What if I just said I'm not doing the show? I'm just going to do live hits from the back of the, the private jet. Whose PJ is that, by the way? I need to know. I, I always want to know who the private jets are over at Bowman Field. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate the call, man. Uh, we will talk to you soon. All right, guys. You have a great week. You too, bud. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Eric. Two six seven nine six eighty. Uh oh. We go to the man, the myth, the legend, uh, who's probably going to be a D one powerhouse dad. Luther up next on SMH. Luther, how are you? Yo. What's up? Another another irrelevant conversation about the duds on Floyd Street. You know the deal. You know the drill. You suck. You're always going to suck. Your fan base sucks and a bunch of drunks. You make me sick, Phil. You the man. Thank you. Your other chumps. Woo! Late. Damn, I didn't get to get him. I wanted to ask him how he felt about Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble last night. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I saw McAfee uh, made it in there. Did he get thrown out instantly? No, no, McAfee didn't. He. It was a great bid, actually. I watched the Did men's order Royal it? Rumble match. Uh, I subscribed to Peacock. We've talked hold, about this hold before. Up, hold 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 up. I've got a Peacock subscription. So... Didn't you make a like concert ever not to watch the NFL games? Yeah, in, I'm not going to watch the NFL games. So you have watch, the dumbest moral compass yeah, I've no, ever. I don't. So listen. you'll watch entertainment, which isn't actually listen. sports, no, instead no. of actual sports right, on Peacock. But, but it's not. It's not new to the model. Like it's actually a better deal for the WWE, where you used to pay like thirty dollars for a pay per view. Now you pay if you want to watch it. Six ninety nine a month. I love that you, Nick Valvano, and Steve Rummage are the like wrestling guys well, at the station. I don't really. I don't think I'm. I'm there like they are. But I try to watch the Royal Rumble every year. It's a tradition. You need to come around the studio because Nick, I, I, I passed along some like the PR people. We get it for Bourbon and Beyond and some of the wrestlers that come through here. Yeah. Nick has like a solid Rolodex now of like wrestlers that are coming through here. Like the Big Show, I fanboyed with the Big Show came through. I yeah, guess he can't really cool. say. I, saw, I, I guess he can't say that name anymore because he doesn't own the rights. Like the Rock now owns the rights. Yeah, it's but Paul it's a White. weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. No, but the, the, the yeah. you want to break down Vince McMahon coming up at twelve oh five. Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, Pat McAfee. It was a cool like bit. He. I don't even know if he knew he was entered. Like he. He maybe did, but they may have been somebody else they were trying to get a deal done with and didn't, but he, he, he it's got like a in. celebrity guest picker that, you know, he bails got on in, your last he second. He got into the ring. There's a 7-3 guy that he was like, oh, and then he climbed over the top rope and was gonna, just going to get out, and then he got back in like he was going to do something, and then he climbed back over the top and just jumped to the floor. So, so who won? And then went back to commentary. Cody Rhodes, second straight year. Oh, he's won. back to back. Okay, yeah. I, I missed that. It's a blind spot for me uh, as I, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to dabble back into the wrestling I space. Bet, I, I just get the sense that Luther's probably. I could see that. He's probably. a wrestling guy. He's a wrestling guy. He, he just comes on and does heel every time he. Yeah, he calls just does a great and, heel promo yeah. every time he calls in. So I'm pretty sure he is and wanted to get his thoughts. I'm in on his that. good graces because I sent him the screen recording of him getting Taylor on one of the post game shows. 
uh, and he liked that. So oh, I think, yeah, that I think that's why he said some nice things about me. So Luther, uh, appreciate that. Uh, four three seven nine six eight UPS jobs text line. Nick Curran, Phil Baker, Zachy C in here. Uh, did we want to play this Josh Hurd sound from Eric Crawford? Did you hear this? Yeah, I, I, we we can. I I mean I don't know. That was um, what that, that, I don't know. I can play KP I, I with Paul. Paul, I actually smiled ear to ear. Can, I don't know if you put, heard the post game. He asked, no, he said, um, is there a lack of basketball IQ? Was kind of how Paul phrased the question to it. And, and KP, um, should we play that? Sure, we should. Play that. Let's play it. We can the, play the, the Josh Hurd sound too. The backdrop for the Josh Hurd stuff was, you know, a, a meeting uh, by the the board to discuss budgetary things and like men's basketball projecting a two million dollar shortfall from where they budget which was conservative they've they they aggressively budgeted football and surpassed that which was good news because of how well um everything went there with jeff brahm and company so that was the backdrop for for the comments from josh heard uh which i think is important but yeah we can we can play okay so let either me, or both let me play this one the, the, the defensive issues and the offensive woes in the first uh, half here's what kp had to say with paul rogers uh post game via learfield as you heard on 93.9 the ville and the espn will blab that today um considering the defensive struggles you've had maybe that part wasn't too surprising but you have been playing very well offensively lately and you missed your first four or five shots with what what I thought at the time were pretty good shots. At that point, did the guys maybe tighten up a little bit, or because it, all of a sudden the offense wasn't there either, like we've seen it? Well, we we forced some drives, and instead of getting off the drive, we tried to force a shot up, thinking that we were getting fouled, and we didn't get the call. Um, at the end of the day, there is no excuses for that. Look, we got to run good offense. We got to make sure that we are disciplined in what we're doing. And um, knowing that we're playing a team that's really difficult to play against. Kenny yeah. Payne, sorry about that. I was like mid-sip on that. K- KP on with um, Paul Rogers on that, on the defensive woes. Here's what he had to say about the numbers are the numbers with the follow-up from Jody. Here's what he had to say about that. Headed into the basketball IQ question, if this loads for me. It was 41-13 to 13 at halftime. You did outscore them 39-28 to 28 in the second half. Is that significant to you, or is that meaningless, what, what went on in the second half? I mean, the numbers are the numbers. Um my question would be, why did we start the game off that way? Why didn't we get the same stops to start the game in the second half that we, we should have got those stops in the first half? Maybe we're talking about a different result, a different type of game then. The fact that we won the second half, I mean, they were we scored 13 points in the first half. I mean, it's, that's unheard of. Yeah, with, with, with a little assist, yeah. With one assist, guys. In, in that first half, there was a little over two minutes left in the half before you got your third field goal. And obviously, yeah. that's from, from there on, uh, that's that's a hard thing to come back from. Kenny, today you were, as, as a team, 3 of 11 from 3. You had took 5 in the first half, took 6 in the second half. It seemed like, especially the second half, there was a concerted effort of trying to, to take the ball to the basket. Was it something in the game plan that you didn't want to take as many threes today, or did it just kind of work out that way? It sort of worked out that way, but we didn't, again... We kept the ball on the perimeter. Our threes, this team, for us to make good threes, we got to move the ball. We got to get penetration. If the ball hits the lane more than once, we are a ridiculously offensive team. When the ball hits the lane one time or more, we are really good, often pretty good offensive team. When the ball never gets to the lane 
we're, we're a bad offensive team. And in reference to shooting threes, we're awful at that because the defense did not move and mm-hmm. did not break down, and they're not in scramble mode. Right. KP uh, post game on uh, the numbers are the numbers in terms of uh, just obviously Virginia plays a pack line. Their whole goal is to keep you out of the paint, which um, creates. I mean, even in a year where it's been rough, it creates a tough matchup for Louisville because their whole thing is to want to get in the paint. That's where they're at their best is when they can get in the lane, draw fouls, kick out for threes, as you heard Kenny Payne talk about there, or or finish at the rim. Maybe a little drop-off for for the post player in there, too. So, um, yeah, tough tough matchup with Virginia on the defensive end. Emmanuel Okorafor back into the fold for the cards, played with a lot of energy in the second half, maybe he'll be a guy that can give them a little bit of a lift uh, going forward. We'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm kind of with Ethan on this, and, and Ethan and I were in a, a separate message kind of going back and forth, and just we do this exercise. I send him like little tidbits from Twitter when he and Taylor, God bless him, go down the wormhole of coaches to keep an eye on. I'm just like, what about this Indiana State coach who is really is an offensive wizard? Threes, yeah, right? exactly. This these are, these are the conversations that we need to have. But um, you know, it's just that like he's so past the whole notion of like the guys are playing. Hard. And, and I'm with you. A core four was able to do some things that you hadn't seen in a while. But it's just from top to bottom. I mean, it's just the defensive woes. Offensively, I, Ty Spalding came on with Strebel and I on Thursday, and he said as much. It's like, look, I, you know, the whole notion that offensively that they're they're good, better, but they're still missing and taking questionable shots. Now, if you make them, it's good, but it doesn't matter if you don't do the other facets of the game, and that's no, where I think they, a lot of people are. We've talked about that. They have they still fall into these stretches where they'll they'll come down and just one pass and shoot, or just try to cross over and throw up a wild shot, which is not good, but. They have made strides offensively. Like, I mean, the first half yesterday sort of reinforced that. Like, if they weren't a decent offensive team, that's what it could look like all the time. Because yeah. that was not good in the first half yesterday. They, they have been uh, a pretty good offensive team, uh, but the, the defense has just been that bad. It's been really, really bad. Let me, uh, Jeff, we'll get you one more I wanted to play. Paul, in so many words, asked KP if this uh, team has has a lack of basketball IQ. <laughs> I don't know any other way to label it. Here's how it sounded. Not, not to try and lay off the blame, but we hear you talk about these things. It's very clear in your mind what we're not doing and what we're doing incorrectly and so on. Is there a lack of basketball IQ with this team? Do you think that they're just not getting or at least can't grasp it quickly enough at game speed? Well, I would say they haven't experienced it yet. I'm not going to say that they don't have IQ. Um, I trust these kids. I love these kids. I think they're good basketball players. I think they're learning about themselves, learning how attention to detail you have to be to play offense, but especially to play defense, the attention to detail, you have to be locked into it. And you, it takes discipline to do that. Take discipline to do that to play 20 seconds, 25 seconds of hard-nosed defense without ever making a mistake. Because you know if you make that mistake, they're going to burn you. That's really hard to do. Well, and I will just say to that, the discipline... It's kind of tough to set that precedent when, and again, I know injuries are plagued the team and everything, but when guys don't come out for making the same defensive mistakes over and over again. I know they are limited again yesterday without Hersey Miller and whatnot, uh, and people lose their mind when Zan Payne gets in the game, but it feels as if there needs to be some repercussions if these guys aren't doing things defensively. But yet again, here we are. 267-968 is the phone number. We'll go to Jeff up next before a break. Jeff, how are you? 
Hey, how you guys doing, man? Don't miss the show any Sunday. I uh, love it. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, that uh, the point spread killed me on Kentucky, but I talked to your guy about that. Kenny Payne is the guy that you know he knows basketball. I mean, he uh, got coached for Denny Crum. You know, he was the assistant coach for California. He knows basketball, but he does not know how to coach basketball. Uh, we just got to get rid of him. He should have started at a lower class. I never wanted him in the first place. But uh, my one question, and I'll hang up and listen, is who's y'all's, like, top two that if you wanted somebody and you could get them, who would they be? Uh, appreciate it. Love the show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. I, I've been very open in this, and I don't want to speak for you. I'm going to sit back, and if it's an off-the-radar person – that I think, you know, it's not the, the sexy... Because I saw last time a lot of guys got paid off this job last time. And it may be not be as trendy or sexy of a name of it, but there's some good basketball coaches out there that may not excite the, the masses. I'm going to be okay with it. And, and I know that's not a... Because all I heard last time, I go back to this all the time, Jeff Greer came on when we were filling in for Bob a lot, and he said the search firm said you get Kenny Payne, a mid-major coach, or Greg Gar. And people, Gre- Greg Gar, What? Ah! Has like the number 12 team in the country at Wisconsin right now. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to actually sit back, see what the search firm comes out there. And I know a lot of people kind of have some questions about the Josh Hurd experience because they said there's a narrative out there that the Brom hire landed in his lap and he was going to come back here. Regardless, I, I somewhat disagree with that because he still had to land him and persuade him to leave a really good situation that he had built at a Big Ten job. Uh, I know home is kind of where the heart is, but it wasn't able. Vince Tyree wasn't able to do it the last go around, so I, I think some credit needs to be given there. And I know other coaches feel the same way about since Hurd has been there. But uh, there, there could be some off the radar names. Obviously, you can get somebody like Scott Drew, who's won a national champion. I think it's out there, but I think there may be a dose of reality that some need to come to the conclusion that you're not going to be able to get some of those big tier names. And as Double D says all the time. A lot of guys make their name just by getting in the second weekend of the tournament, too. And that can also kind of catapult you to a a new stratosphere of uh, popping on the radar of college basketball 80s and when agents begin brokering deals. Yeah, you you may not know the hot name because we may not know it until the NCAA tournament when they make the Sweet 16 or TJ Olsenberger from Iowa State, welcome to the party. That was a name I saw circulating on Twitter. But again, is that going to... I don't know. It's... Excite that many people but it, again anything yeah, but better is we, we've talked about this um too th- th- there's a limited amount of names left in college basketball where if you hire them it would instantly fill the building right like rick patino was that um when when denny crumb retired and rick patino got hired um that was a hire that instantly sold out Freedom Hall because people were just excited because Rick Pitino was going to be coaching right. Louisville. I don't know that there's a lot of names left like that still in it. They've um, A lot of them have gotten out. A, a lot of them aren't going to go anywhere. Like You're not going to hire like a Tom Izzo from Michigan State or something like that. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. There, there's It, 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 it just kind of depends on the direction because um, there's more than one way to have success. Um, but you, you do listen to the stuff we heard earlier this week and expecting 
$2 million short of where they budgeted, which was a conservative budget for men's basketball. That sort of stuff matters, too, and matters to what you can pay a potential new coach and also matters in the same breath, but in a complete opposite thought. Um, it, it makes more important to try to get people in the building. If well, you can hire someone that's going to get people in the building, that's important, too. But But the names out there of guys like if you hired just throwing a name out like bruce pearl that would fill the building in my opinion it, it, yeah that that that's a name that kind of moves the needle on that what was conveyed to but me but i don't think he's he's going or like scott drew i think would be maybe in that vein oh, a little camera bit. angle at baylor should make yeah, the move but, just for the reason but, alone have you but, seen that yeah i know oh, it's, not, it's, it's not terrible good. but 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 like he's a guy that could sort of um maybe get people to show up to games just because he's coaching if you if you were to get dream scenario like jay Wright out of retirement he would do that but right th- but there's not that many names that would do that which makes this really interesting as you said uh maybe i, I admit cronin maybe would do that to a degree i don't know man there's a there's a contingency of folks we're tagged in a tweet that uh <laughs> well, yeah, know, it's a bloodbath for that it's it's definitely a bloodbath but um so so th- but 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 that's that's possible but there's just a limited number of names who like you hire them and just based on that name people are going to get back uh in line there there will certainly be people that come back but to get to where you're drawing 20,000 people a night, um, it's going to take time. It's going to take winning. Uh, but th- there's there's just such a limited amount of names where you can just hire them, and instantly that happens in my in my mind. So I'm going to tell you something that was conveyed to me, and I, it was a aha, like, oh, yeah, that could work. Somebody who would be in the know. I'll just leave it at that, and I'll tell you during the break. Sorry, okay. that's a spoiler word for right. just the three of us. So that's the inside. Maybe we'll put it behind a paywall on ESPN Louisville Plus, Real and then I, I could subscribe to that. But somebody was who would be in the know say, you know who the next type of coach, not necessarily a name, but the DNA of that coach needs to be. Somebody who is so afraid to lose and, and, and has, like, if they do not succeed here, they will never get a coaching job ever again. Like, not somebody who comes from a successful league, but somebody who is so hungry to get and make it be successful that they will be sent to an Siberia if they aren't successful here. Just some food for thought. That would be a great job. It's like, we talk sports next, and I just throw in a break right there. You like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Don't get it. Uh, on the other side, uh, we'll have some fun with that. We'll play the Josh Hurd sound. That's a tease with Eric Crawford. Then we'll get what else is going on. Zach uh, previews the NFC and AFC championship games for our football Freddy. Nick and I'll chime in, too, on that. Uh, and what else is going on to close out the show on your sports station, ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Second base, 
Is this a little Tony? It's not, actually. It's Brad Paisley. Huh. Almost had it. Little online as we were talking about the cesspool that is social media earlier. I heard something about Feels appropriate. Brad Paisley talking about a Hyundai. Huh. Yeah, Brad Paisley talking about a Hyundai. Uh the um the music video for this was great back in the day. This song's from probably like two thousand six. God, really? Maybe earlier. Uh but Jason Alexander was in it. Like George Costanza? Yeah. And uh Did you know this? You're a Seinfeld guy. Of course. Yeah, I knew it. Wow, blind spot for me. I did yeah, not know this. He's been in a few mu- music videos with the Stell, the mom. Yeah, he's in the music video. Huh. He, he's like the star of the music video. But um, th- there's uh, there's a part about he's at a coffee shop and um, like, can I get a mocha soy latte? And it's not right. And he's mad. And he's like, can I get a mocha soy latte? So he's doing the it. he's doing the Costanza thing. Okay. Yeah, I, so I just started. Now you probably have watched this. My buddy's been trying to get me to watch this for the better part of two decades. After I finish shows and I'm just spend hours upon hours just going through Netflix. And if they raise my subscription due to this WWE contract, I'm going to super kick the CEO of Netflix. Yeah. Allegedly, but I think you can pretty much take that uh, to the bank. Yeah. That's it's going to happen. Anyways. Um, but I've started watching Arliss on HBO about oh, the sports yeah. agent. Have you yeah. ever watched this? Is I, it, I've seen like an episode. It's or two pretty good. Yes, it's it pretty is. good. It's something. It's a quick twenty minute. Epi- it, again, I know I'm late to the party, but as I instead of wonders like watching The Wire, Sopranos, uh, or Curb for the you know fifteenth time, I'm the like new season. The last season's about to come out. I'm excited uh, about that. Yes, yes. So we'll save that for what else is going on. Reminder: Your sports stations got you covered uh, between ESPN 680 and 93.9 The Ville. Nick's going to be joining you around. 130 or so on 93.9 The Ville for pregame as the Louisville women's basketball team takes on Pitt. And then we got you covered for wall-to-wall coverage via Westwood One for the Ravens and Chiefs, then the 49ers and Lions. I was trying to get Maben to go up there for that, but he's just like, no. And congrats to Maben. He's, I can't he, he's, he's, a grandpa, he's a grandpa yet again, so congrats to him. I'm the youngest grandpa I know. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah, shout out to him. Definitely congrats. Looking great. So congrats. Yeah. So maybe Jalen... Uh, has a has another you know little special teams uh, moment where is, he's is he gonna go if they win today is he gonna go to the Super Bowl he was talking about the Pro Bowl but I know if that if they win he's not gonna go to the, the Pro Bowl I think yeah so hopefully will he, go, he should, will he he should go, go to Vegas he should go of course he should no player should ever want to play in the Pro Bowl because then that means they never went yeah, to the Super Bowl. Precisely. Uh, he I, needs to go. If he, that's my kid, I'm I'm absolutely right. I, he should I, go to either. He should go to the Pro Bowl or to Vegas. I know. I, I was saying I hope he's not like at a Burlington coat factory sending me photos of some cool sneakers that he found there and instead he was on his way to Detroit last week, but he was not. He was here. Was he at we'll, the Burlington Coat Factory? He wasn't at the Burlington. He usually sends me stuff from the cool things that he finds there. And uh, I, I like that that's Maven in my relationship right there. That we send each other cool treasure finds like a TikTok video. You from the Goodwill, he from Burlington Coat Factory. We're just a match made in heaven. Who knew that this relationship would take it this far? Alright, uh, we talked about the Josh Hurd sound with Eric Crawford. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, uh, but if you have not, I know not everyone is on Twitter slash X as a texter just wants us to get on threads so bad. Um, we just I, I can't take on another I just no, can't. Like I know. I just no can't chance. take on what? another th- threads. 
maybe they fixed it, but at first you couldn't even. You just got stuff from everybody, not people you follow. Right, it, 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 it's a lot. So uh, yeah, so maybe one day I can't yeah. do anything with that. I know it's it's yeah. We need to go down that. But here was uh, what Josh Hurd had to say on the Louisville basketball state of things and about Kenny Payne with Eric Crawford. It's about forty five seconds long. Uh, I believe Friday after the you know, meeting. How are your interactions with Kenny through the season, and what's your guys' communication like as they go through this? Yeah, I you know continuing to try to communicate and say, hey, what can we what can we all do individually or collectively uh, to get this program where we all expect it to be? Uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I'm well aware uh, that this this program, this fan base isn't into moral victories. Uh, and so we after every game, I feel like every day I, it's it, it's consuming what I'm doing right now. And I know it's consuming Kenny and his staff as far as how do we get better? Uh, how does this basketball program get back to where we all expect it to be? And that expectation is a high bar, uh, but nobody's going to run from that. And we're going to do everything we can uh, to get this program back where we all want and expect it to be. Josh heard on, uh, I believe, with Eric Crawford and WDRB with that good get by him. But look, I, I, the people that clamor, and I hear this on the postgame show all the time, I see it on the text line, people going at Josh Hurd wanting him to say more and whatnot. I don't know what else he can say in addition to what he just said there. There's nothing else yeah. he can say. And that's where he, he said he's not into moral victories. They're not into this. That If you go to WDRB.com, Eric Crawford has a deeper dive into this. But he's in constant communication with Payne on what they can do to get better. Uh, it's but, all it's consuming to try to do it. Like that, I mean, I think if you're a fan, that's what you want to hear, right? right. Yeah. That, that it's... Um, that that it's it's something that is taking up a lot of his time and life and um you know we'll see but but i think uh i think he is a really smart guy and um is is really well suited for the job he has. Well, and, and this is a clip that I think it, it's not, uh, we don't have the audio for it, but I'll read it from uh, Eric Crawford's piece. Asked if he's concerned about that the players might feel additional pressure given the speculation over Payne's future that's in the air. Heard said he hoped uh, they don't. I think as administrators, as coaches, as fans, we tend to overestimate how much they think about things, Heard said. And I'm not trying to minimize everything around them, but they're college students. At the end of the day, they're students. They go to class, they play basketball, they have a personal life, all of those things. So as much as they possibly can, we try to make sure that none of that gets on their, their plate. Uh, and for the most part, it's not on their plate. I mean, they're going to play basketball for the University of Louisville. They're going to do everything they can as a program to be successful. Is it there? Absolutely. It's there. But do they feel the weight of, hey, if I don't win this game, uh, I don't think that any... I don't think that any more than they would any other game this season, quite honestly. So um, that was kind of the takeaway from that. Uh, here's uh, somebody in the text. I want to clarify with that. That is a terrible idea. If you give somebody who will do anything to win, it'll probably mean cheating. I'm down for getting someone who hates losing more than they like winning, but not a desperate person. And I don't think that's what the individual who conveyed that to me was in, intending to say. Like, just no, I cheat. Yeah, it's like you just need somebody who maybe doesn't come from a comfortable situation. And I, this isn't a slide of Kenny Payne. And like well, I, the people saying that he doesn't have basketball. The guy's coach for Cal. He's been around high level basketball. Like regardless if he, if he's able to communicate or convey that message to the players, and it's something's not 
correlating that, that's a discussion to be had. But I think the individual meant was that they are so hungry to be successful. And not to say Kenny Payne's not, but just they're afraid of losing, that this will be the last job that they have. Not from a cheating standpoint. That's not what the person meant. No, but like that, that they're so hungry and to be here and to to win like i mean that's rick patino that right? it's not looked at as a pity party and looking and dwelling on the past but acknowledging that the program's been through some things but closing that book throwing it in a safe throwing it in the ohio river and and then that's, punting it to space I mean, that's that that's what that's what the rick patino hire was it yeah. really was um I don't know if I mean obviously a name like that, but I, you know, one thing about Kenny Payne is he was certainly I mean he was very upfront about it at his introductory press conference, very reluctant to take the job. Yeah, and um, maybe the next guy you want someone that's going to be you want somebody to do a cannonball and yeah, yeah in the deep to, end to for do that. It. Uh, it's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. We close out the show with this every week. It is what else is going on right here on ESPN six eighty and one zero five seven. And now it's time for What Else is Going On with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zach E.C. and Phil Baker. All right, let's get to some of this. A couple texts I wanted to get to uh, that I wanted to knock out. It's been out for a couple years. I'm sure Zach's seen this. You probably haven't. But The Mayor of Easttown on HBO is a phenomenal show, and I didn't realize how much of a beast Kate Winslet was. Yes, no, that is a good show. Sneaky good show. Kind of weird at times, but a sneaky good show. Never seen it. Never heard of it. You know, uh, you've watched The Office, right? Yep. Okay, so Roy oh, is yeah. in it, and it like I was like, you know, when you're just constantly like, I know that guy from somewhere, yeah. and I'm like, where do I know him from? And it was like the second to last episode. I was just like, oh, he's that's Roy. Roy. He's yeah. got a beard. He's put on oh. some lbs. He's looked a little different for the role. Good show. Kind of freaky. I need to watch the True Detective, too, out there. I heard that's really good. I've heard True Detective Season 1 is one of the best. Oh, you haven't seen that? That's shocking to me. No, I haven't. I heard 2 and 3 get a little weird. I hear with Jodie Foster, it's getting back to the good stuff. Yeah, I need to see the McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the good stuff right there. Uh, My gripe with Josh is giving a rookie to coach a $10 million buyout. Uh, I don't think it's – I think it's more so that's – Kind of par the course for the industry. Like I don't know if it's that a, li- mu- a little bit. And we've also talked about uh, him being an interim AD. And I think there were, I think there were a lot of people that wanted this hire to happen. They wanted it to hire with a Chris Matt go around. I mean that's. You know, but, but also I think that um, there were a lot of people that wanted this hire to happen. And Kenny Payne, as we just said, was reluctant to take the job. So. There was clearly some negotiating that, that happened. All right, Nick. This this one I've had bookmarked for a while, so this is for you. Here we go. As I bend the knee and I put the sword down like Jon Snow. All right. South Carolina's win over LSU beat the NBA head-to-head viewership on Thursday. It was the most watched sporting event on TV. 1.5 million viewers for number one South Carolina versus number nine, Haley Van Witt and company for LSU versus the Celtics and Heat. Take a bow, my friend. Thank you. You know one of the NBA's problem, and I'm going to sound like an old man All here. right. Well, I, they, they, I can, well I, you, but where to begin with one you? One of them. But 
The brand equity that they do with the courts and the jerseys. I love the NBA. This is the one of the best things about the NFL. They don't get too gimmicky with it. Right. They 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 stay true to their brand identity. They'll dabble in it a little bit. You'll get yeah. the Bumblebee stuff for the Steelers and whatnot. Uh, you'll you get, get the, the weird sideline Veterans Day apparel. Yeah, or stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah. But the jerseys at its core, you don't have a ransom note on like the Miami Heat stuff. You don't got. If you just stu- and I understand why they do it. I say it's the NBA 2Kification. Of, but I feel like that brand identity, like with the Celtics and Lakers and Knicks and Bulls, you don't need to do these gimmicks. Like your no. national. So that's get off I, my. I agree with you on that. Uh, but, uh, but but great. It was a great game uh, between South Carolina and LSU. Gamecocks had to come back uh, and, and, and get a win, kind of come from behind and, and win that. Uh, still undefeated there, certainly. Uh, that's a deserving. been a theme for them this year. Like five or six times this year, I think they've been down no, double they digits have. and came it, back to win. It, they're certainly the the team to beat yes. in women's college basketball, but but it's, it's like them, and then there's – I mean, Caitlin Clark in Iowa, LSU's really good. There's a lot of teams that have a chance to um, to be there, which is which is really really cool. Uh, it's very wide open. South Carolina is clearly the best, but it's not like you think they're unbeatable. They can be beaten, so um, they haven't been yet, but they've been they've been tested and have been able to overcome. So I think it's going to be a really fun final month or so of the season of women's college basketball. Speaking of, I've got one for you. Yeah, the Caitlin Clark. I was uh, little say, bump. I've, I've been you? waiting a week for your thoughts. Yeah, what you got on court storming? I, mean, I love look. it. Jay Billis against it. Court storming is the best. People that go on the court and just try and run over players or whatever are the worst. But Caitlin Clark flopped. Well, she she okay. she lied she, about the whole she, thing, and then I don't know that she lied. <laughs> she lied about it. She didn't lie so about it. But Ohio she, State went she and definitely apolog- she definitely flopped. They went and apologized to her and everything, and then she went in the press conference and said things that weren't true. And then Ohio State released the second video. It's like she okay, should have went no, out on the Paul, actually She would have went out. She should have went out in the Paul Pierce wheelchair. Yes, yeah, she that would have been great. She she. She was pretty gracious in the presser. I mean, she may have, I, but that was another game that was like the highest rated women's yeah, regular huge, season game in it years. Was on, it was on NBC. Yeah, it was the on NBC. NBC huge, and then you, huge win for Ohio State. And like court storming's been part of the fabric of it. My attitude has always been: act like you've been there before. Yeah, but some programs don't need to do it. Yeah, but it, it's kind of part of it. You you have to have a good plan in place, and I think Ohio State did. Yeah, but. No excuse. Like the fans shouldn't be able to get so close to Caitlin Clark that sh- that she gets knocked down. Like, but Caitlin Clark shouldn't have been that close and body checked the fan either. Everybody yeah, was wrong. Well, she and she she, she did a nice little pirouette it. before she go down. She certainly sold it, but she she'll yeah. fit right in in the NBA or in soccer. Yes, right. So yeah, the whoever has the By first the way, overall pick this year should draft her. Some, something no happened in the Kentucky Arkansas game. Talking about flopping, and I'm not saying this individual is faking, but he got a cramp, and Kentucky yeah. was going the yes. other end. Yeah, I've never seen where the, they had possession and then On the, the other end of the floor. Right, well, Kentucky's the, the, about to shoot a three. The and officials they it. will stop it if it looks like the action is kind of deadened. But it was weird because so if they would have gone with a fast break, they would have stopped. They would interesting. Okay, because I thought it had to be a dead whistle. But if 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 they're they're still working in the half court, like and kind of off the transition, like I, it was borderline. I I wasn't so sure they should have stopped. Oh, I should not have. Honestly, it's like the Carlton Banks barking like a dog scene in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, like if I'm down. Like I'm doing that. Oh yeah, I, I'm doing that to like no, to see for, if you're going to gamble because I hadn't seen that. And uh, Gandolfo sure. were going nuts over. Oh, that. I bet. Rightfully I mean, so. and rightfully no, so. It's no, like it's a cramp, sure. and but I'm not they trying will, to like if. It, 
if if you get into the half court and they start to back it out and they're dribbling out front to like set it's things, not, they'll stop it. Okay, but but in that instance, I wasn't really sure that that's what happened. I thought that was really really borderline. Uh, next up, uh, AFC Championship presentation for the Ravens today. You ready for this? Oh, I know. Ed Reed, legend of the game. Yeah, you got Anquan uh, Bolded there, uh, Michael Phelps. T-Pain and another legend of the game, Ray Lewis. Now, I sit, I hit my buddies with, it's not weekly like it used to be, but uh, a D's nuts joke, probably monthly. And it's, when I get them with it, I hit them with the uh, Ray Lewis fire coming out with that. I need a new updated one for Ray Lewis as a, you know, 50 year old man now for doing his little dance. I want to see if he can still do the dance. Oh, he can definitely. He can do the dance. dance. Is is T-Pain from Baltimore? I don't think so. No. No. Uh, aren't you excited though for T Pain at halftime? You will uh, uh, it, buy you a drink. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's good. It's I feel like he's he's been. Have you heard him sing? Yes, just covers. Auto-tune? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's, he's got I saw him on that Four Castle underneath sixty four a few years ago. Incredible. No, nah, he, he's from Florida. He he had a yeah, it's that's weird. He had a shout out to his agent. He really had a bust out uh, with the mass singer. His career really took off after that. All right, who do you guys got today? You can listen to the games here on ESPN six eighty and one oh five seven. Then after Nick and company are done uh, with the Louisville Women's broadcast, you can listen to it on ninety three nine the Ville Westwood one. Who you like today, Nick? Uh, like I said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So I'll take the Chiefs in the AFC title game as much as it pains me to pick against Lamar. I hope the Ravens win. I'm rooting for the Ravens, but uh, I always, you know, to the Ric Flair thing, you got to win to prove you can. So I'll take the Chiefs until they're beaten. And uh, give me the Lions over the 49ers oh, today. So Dan Matt. Campbell magic. We've got a Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl. I don't know if Marcus Maven wants any of that good vibes from uh, anyone here at the station. He wants to be the underdog. Zach, you see who you got, buddy? Well, I'm going the complete opposite of Nick. I there think the Ravens win. I think they're the more complete team. And I think Lamar is a good enough quarterback that Mahomes might be better, but Lamar is pretty close. And the Chiefs have allowed more rushing yards to quarterbacks the last five years than any team in football. I think Lamar has another big day running the ball. The Ravens defense comes up with a couple plays. Baltimore wins that game. It's very close, though. I think 31-27. I'm more confident in the 49ers over the Lions in the NFC. I think the 49ers have just been the best team in the NFC all year. Brock Purdy, I think, will bounce back from last week. Didn't play all that great. The, it'll be the running game. It'll be Christian McCaffrey. It'll be George Kittle. Too many weapons for the 49ers. I think they win 27-20. Alright, so... Uh... Zachy C has the lines out there pretty much on there. So Baltimore, four and a half point favorite. Uh, the 49ers, a seven point, four, uh, point favorite with that. I'm going to go because I think it's scripted uh, due to the colors on there. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Ravens and 49ers because those are the Super Bowl colors on there. You've seen this, a right? A rematch of the Harbaugh. Yes, there yes, it is. Yes, right I there. know. I, I have seen the Super Bowl colors. So thing. it's scripted. The NFL's telling us that, uh, that it's scripted. So I'm going to go with that. I'm sorry I'm not a company man for 810 WHB. If you have guilty pleasures like me and like to listen to Suffering or Joeville postgame shows, uh, our sister station out in Kansas City, 810 WHB, if you want to listen to that. Well, that's going to be a fun post game either way. Either way, exactly. I, can't, I so they, love what, listening to losing post it's, it's a It's a guilty pleasure of mine. All right, fun show. Reminder, if you're driving around, we got you covered. Louisville uh, women's basketball taking on Pitt 130 on 93.9 DeVille and the ESPN Louisville app. And Pitt we got game. you covered. Come down to the arena. We'd love to see you there. Nick signing headshots and glasses. Not doing that, but yep. the players do sign after every game. Throw so. him like grapes or something and see if he'll uh, open his mouth and catch it in his mouth for that. I did catch a bag of peanuts yesterday at the game. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Shout out. I'm always, I'm always so jealous of that. Last time I think I caught something was like a, a t-shirt toss where I got nailed in the face in like zero degree weather and it felt uh, like a brick hitting uh, me in the face. That's not what you want. With that. All right. Uh, fun show. Like I said, Ravens Chiefs coming up two o'clock right here on ESPN 680. Uh, then 49ers, Lions on all sticks on your sports station and home for Super Bowl 58 March Madness. 
Madison Derby 150 ESPN Louisville. For Nick and Zach, uh, they're the biggest bosses that I've seen thus far. Happy 48th birthday to Rick Ross, Nick's favorite. Oh, Vince McMahon uh, news coming up in five minutes with Zach E.C. Here we go. We'll talk to you next week. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. 